in my case, I think if we start out with a learner's mind and look to see first what others have done that has made them successful, then we can always go off script, so to speak. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, it, you know, it's it's first learning learning how it's done from those who have done it and, and systemized it. I think that's where the, the, the best way to start is. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Baloo. And boy, do we have an incredible, exciting guest lined up for you today. Back in the early days of this podcast, when we were quite unknown, this world-renowned thought leader took a chance on a new podcast and came and graced us with his wisdom, his knowledge, and his brand. And I'm pleased to have him back because this man has so much incredible knowledge about how to win and succeed in life and in business that you will be absolutely blown away. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Bob Berg. Welcome to the show, Bob. Hey, Nikki. Great to be back with you. Always a a treat to speak with you. Thank you so much. Ditto, ditto, ditto. So, Bob, let me tell you a little bit about the person who listens to the show. To me, they're, they're a hero because they're somebody who has a dream and has taken out onto the marketplace and is doing everything in their power to make that dream come true. And it's a dream of being an entrepreneur and providing value in the marketplace in return for great success. And they listen to this show because they want to learn from our fantastic experts like you, how they can do that better, more effectively. And sometimes they listen because they've had a rough day and they need to get inspired. But before they can truly open their hearts to you, they need to get to know you. Longtime listeners to the show will know who you are, but we got a bunch of new listeners and they might not know you. So tell us your backstory. How'd you get to be the great Bob Burt? <laughs> well, you may be giving me a bit much too credit. Great Bob Berg, I'm not sure. Hopefully always improving Bob Berg, uh, and that would probably be more accurate. My beginning was really just in broadcasting. Uh, I moved from broadcasting to sales, realized I knew nothing about sales and really had no training at the company I was with. So uh, I floundered for a few months until I walk into a bookstore one day. This is 40 or so years ago now. Found a couple books on sales. One was by Tom Hopkins. The other was by Zig Ziglar, uh, two of the sales luminaries, of course. And uh, I had hope right away just as a, just by seeing the titles because I had never realized there was any sales teaching. I, I didn't – I had just – Knocked on a lot of doors, made a lot of calls, talked incessantly about my product, and of course, <laughs> that's not what—that's not what uh, makes a salesperson successful. Talking about their product, and so um, the book gave me the how-to. It gave me a methodology. It really gave me a system, and I just. Every night I'd come home, I would study it, I would take notes, I'd highlight, I'd dog ear pages, I would practice, I'd rehearse, I would, and, and within a few weeks, my sales really began to go through the roof. And it, what, what it 
said to me was that if you have a methodology to work with, uh, you don't have to invent it yourself, right? There's no need to recreate the wheel. The information's out there. You just need to learn it from the people who have done it and have found a way to effectively teach it. So really, I just followed a system. And I personally define a system as the process of predictably achieving a goal based on a logical and specific set of how-to principles, the key being predictability. If it's been proven that by doing A, you'll get the desired result of B, then you know all you need to do is A and continue to do A and continue to do A, and you'll get the desired results of of B. So that was very inspiring. Uh, I also quickly came to learn that selling was about a lot more than just learning the the techniques. It was about growing yourself on the inside. And so personal development is a big part of any successful person. So I started, I started just getting all the classics, right? The how to win friends and influence people, uh, mad, the magic of thinking big, think and grow rich, Psycho-cybernetics, as a man thinketh, the the greatest salesman in the world by Mandino, and and just made a study of success, and um, you know it, it really had a, a a wonderful positive effect on my life. Uh, years later, I became sales manager of a company and eventually started teaching it to others, and have you know have had a, a speaking business for the last thirty plus years. So it's been a lot of fun. You know, Bob, there's a lot of wisdom that you just uh, laid out in that uh, initial monologue of yours, and I'd like to unpack some of it. So the first thing that you shared that really struck me was that you figured out your way wasn't working. And I think we all all go on a bit of a journey, don't we, in in that respect? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So once you figured out your way wasn't working, you decided you'd seek out expert help. Talk about how important that is, and, and, and especially for people today who are stuck doing it alone. Well, for, unfortunately, even if we are alone, there are so many resources, many more resources than when I was, you know, when I was starting out. So, so there were books, of course, which were very helpful. Back then, there were audio cassette albums, cassette tape albums. That's how far back I go. Um, <laughs> Me too. And, and, you know, of course, there, yeah. And there were also seminars you could attend and that that's fine. Now you've got, you know, just with YouTube and all the podcasts and, and so forth. I mean, there's just so much great information out there. Now you've got to weed through some of the, the yucky information too. And, and, you know, but, but you can do that. And so there's a, there's, there, there's almost at this point, there's, there's no excuse for not taking action in order to really learn as much as you can. Uh, there's so much even free information out there, uh, you know, on the, on the internet. So, uh, yeah, I think it's very important because most of us are not inventors, if you will. I, you know, I always say I've never had an original thought in my life, (laughs) but I've been, but I've been really good at learning from others and then kind of, you know, systemizing their information to make it congruent with my values and my style and way of doing things. And so uh, I, I think when we go in with that attitude, a learning attitude, uh, I, I think we're, you know, we're, we're giving ourselves a good head start. Well, you know, that's very true. And the point you made about n- not ever having had an original thought in your life, I mean, I laugh, but I don't think any of us have had 
a truly original thought in our lives. Every thought that we've had has come down either from the Almighty or it's a derivative of something we've learned from someone else. What are your thoughts on that? I, I think that's very true. I mean, I, I think history has proven that every every new invention is basically an offshoot, or I should say a continuation of something that's already been done. Now, you, you do have people, you do have certain thinkers like an Elon Musk or a Steve Jobs or uh, a Sarah Blakely or, or someone who, you know, uh, while their inventions still, again, came off from something that was already done, their thought processes are a lot more creative than most of us, right? They they see things in a way that we most of us, me especially, I don't see. And so there are very few people like that. And so I, I don't think it's something we can depend on having that one idea. On the other hand, that doesn't mean we shouldn't stop trying to think of, of ideas. Uh, James Altucher uh, in his books talks about, you know, how to actually come up with lots and lots of ideas. And again, I, I go with what you said. These are ideas that, you know, either when you think of it, they come from above or because again, we were programmed <laughs> to have those, you know, to be that person who can come up with these things uh, or from 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 others. And we're, we're building upon those. But there are still ways to to come up with these uh, with these ideas, uh, Dr. Sophie Nubani is is another one where she talks about the creative process and how to do these very very things, and I, I think that's all very important. Believe me, uh, just in in my case, I think if we start out with a learner's mind and look to see first what others have done that has made them successful, then we can always go off script, so to speak. Right. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's it's first learning, learning how it's done from those who have done it and, and systemized it. I think that's where the, the, the best way to start is. You know, James Altucher is a very brilliant thinker. I've, I've had him on my show. It's been a few years, but he, he's super bright and he comes up with some very interesting ideas. Uh so let's go back to what you were what you were sharing with us earlier on. I, I, I think it's it's important to teach people how to how to think and come up with ideas. One of the programs we run is uh, about it's a thought leader work, workshop. It's an immersion workshop where we immerse people in a certain methodology to teach them how to go into their own life experiences and, and come up with their take on the ideas that they've learned as a result of those experiences and how they can monetize that. And I think that's very, very important in this day and age for every entrepreneur to do, not just a coach, not just a consultant, not just a speaker, but someone like an Elon Musk, a Steve Jobs, a Richard Branson, a Sarah Blakely, as you put it. Uh, Elon in particular these days is really good at being a thought leader. And the fact that he's someone who's recognized for wanting to change the way uh, human beings uh, you know, drive, wanting to save the planet that way, wanting to, to go to Mars, wanting to come up with ways to help people be free from government tyranny. I mean, he just bought $1.5 billion in Bitcoin. All of these to me are thought leadership. And the fact that mm -hmm. he's recognized as a thought leader allows him to attract more customers to his uh, company's yeah. products and offerings. Great people flock to want to work for him for less money than they could get elsewhere. And investors, grateful investors like myself who bought Tesla early, thank you very much, Elon, 
are happy to give him money because that gives them an opportunity to to share in his success. I wonder what your thoughts and comments are on that. Uh, well, I can I can uh, I can make those comments very very quick and very succinct. He has created immense value for others, and as a result, he has gotten very very wealthy. No, it's really really well said. Really really well said, and. I think today there's a lot of people that engage uh, in something I like to call magical thinking. They go into business and they go, okay, I'm an entrepreneur. I got it. And then they want to avoid anything to do with that wonderful thing you and I call selling. To me, that's crazy. There's no way you can be successful as an entrepreneur in business for yourself if you don't engage in selling. I'd love to hear your thoughts and comments on that. Well, that's certainly – True. <laughs> you, you know, you just, I mean, when you think about it, you know, there, there was always that old saying that we grew up that, you know, the, the person who invents the better trap can sit back and wait because the world will, will beat a path to, to their door. And it's true. They can sit back and wait, but the only uh, people who are going to beat a path to their door are going to be bill collectors because unless you can get out and market and sell this great thing, it's just not not going to happen. Now, I think when it comes to sales, there's a a lot of entrepreneurs have a, a difficult time wrapping their arms around the concept. And, and you'll hear them say, well, you know, I love what I do. I love what I've created. I, I, I love doing the thing, but I don't like selling. And really what it is, is it's not that they don't like selling. It's that they don't like what they think selling is Hmm. because there, there is a big misperception about selling, right? Uh, Too many people think that selling is trying to uh, convince someone to buy something they don't want or need. And of course, that's not selling. That's called being a con artist or yes. being a, a thief. Okay, that's not selling. Selling is simply discovering what the other person does want, need, or desire and helping them to get it. That's what selling is. The old the old English root of the word sell was salan, which literally meant to give. So when you're selling, you're you're giving, you're literally giving. Now, someone might say, well, wait a second, Berg, that's, you know, that's fine and well, but isn't that really just semantics? When you're selling, what are you really giving? Well, I suggest that when you're selling, you're giving that person time, attention, counsel, education empathy, and most of all, exceptional value. So when we look at selling that way, now we, we, we approach it from an entirely different perspective. We realize that selling is simply serving. Selling is helping. Selling is providing immense value to another person. And, and we understand that money is simply an echo of value. It's the thunder, if you will, to values lightning, which means nothing more than understanding that the the value you're providing another person must be the focus, okay? Uh, the money you receive is simply a natural result of the value you've provided another human being. 
You know, that's so well said. Selling really is serving. And that's one of the things that I say. And, and my, my main mentor in business is a man by the name of Mark Von Muser. Mark used to be uh, the director of coaching and training for the number one uh, transformational leader on the planet. And I'm not supposed to say his name for a variety of reasons, but he's a very tall man. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so Mark... Mark always says you need to reframe it from selling to serving because that's what you're really doing. At the end of the day, a great salesperson is a great servant. And I think you put that brilliantly today. So Thank you. You're welcome. So, Bob, put you on the map as a thought leader, as it were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, the go-giver um, is really – you know, it's a business parable. It was co-authored with John David Mann, who is a brilliant writer and storyteller. You know, I'm a how-to guy, and you can tell from probably from speaking to me for one minute that I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a how-to guy. I'm step one, step two, step three. So <laughs> I could never have have made this book what it was without John, who was the 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 lead writer, the lead storyteller. And it's a parable. It's a, so it's a story about a guy named Joe who is a, you know, an up and coming, aggressive, ambitious salesperson, good guy, but he, he's got his focus in the wrong place. And he meets a, a, a main mentor named Pindar and the series of mentors who really provide him with an overarching lesson. And that is that shifting your focus, and this is really the key, shifting your focus from getting to giving. And when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others. Understanding that doing so is not only a more fulfilling way to conduct business, it's the most financially profitable way as well. And not for some, you know, way out there, woo-woo, uh, as you said, magical thinking or mystical thinking, nothing like that at all. It actually makes very, uh, very concrete sense. Uh, when you're that person who can take your focus off yourself and instead place it on others, helping them to solve their challenges or problems, helping them get what they want, uh, helping to make their life better, helping to bring them closer to happiness. When you're that person, people feel good about you. People want to get to know you. They like you. They trust you. They want to be a, a part of your life. They want to be in relationship with you. They want to buy from you if, if they, if you have what they need or want, uh, and they certainly want to tell others about you and be your personal walking ambassador. So well said, my friend. So well said. Uh, I, I think I think your books are, you know, a wonderful set of modern parables that help people that are looking to make their life better follow a powerful blueprint in order to do so. So kudos to you for writing those books and for bringing them to the world. I think you're doing a great thing, man. You're, you're, you're one of God's angels. God bless you. Ah, uh, well, that's the nicest compliment you could give me. Thank you so much. No, it, it, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. So, Bob, one of the things that we like to do on this show is we like to ask you, uh, as our guest expert, to, to really give our listener a sense of how following some of the things that you're talking about is going to make a huge difference for them in terms of how they can build their business and how they can build their success. 
Give us your blueprint, as it were, for an entrepreneur who's listening to this program to be able to take some of this advice and apply it in a very practical way. Well, I mean, I, I think you you start out anything by first defining what it is you want to accomplish. That's very important. And certainly Napoleon Hill told us in Think and Grow Rich that, you know, all great accomplishments begin, you know, with desire, with intention. Um, now we need to, to, to emotionally attached to the result, but we still want to have that, that desire, that dream. We want to know where we want to go. So I think it starts with that. Then I think it's really, uh, again, following a system, right? Learning the information. Uh, I think after that, it's applying that information. That's why in the story, when, when Joe, the protege met Pindar, the mentor, he said the, the, the one, uh, requirement, uh, for mentorship was that Joe had to apply each law that very day, right? Be- before going to sleep, that law had to be applied. It didn't have to be applied well, you know, it didn't, didn't have to be <laughs> applied perfectly because Joe was just learning it. It just had to be applied so that Joe could get into the habit of taking action. You know, this is why we say we, you know, people think often think the opposite of a go-giver is a go-getter, but it's not. We love go-getters because go-getters take action. They get things done. That's so important. We, you know, we know uh, you can have the the nicest thoughts, the best ideas, the greatest of intent, but without action being put into the mix, nothing's going to happen. It can't happen. So, so we say be a go-getter, a person of action and a go-giver, someone who's absolutely positively laser focused on providing immense value to others, be a go-getter and a go-giver. Just don't be a go-taker, right? That's the person who feels entitled, if you will, to take, take, take without having added value to the person, to the process, to the situation. And they tend to be very frustrated because they rarely attain the kind of success that they feel they deserve. And even those times when they do, it's very hard for them to sustain it because it hasn't been built on a proper foundation of, of relationship building and so forth. So, so yeah, the action, the action is very important. Uh, and then I think it's, you know, it's, it's being persistent. It's, you know, our, uh, my, my great friends, uh, Richard Fenton and Andrea Waltz. I don't know if you you've had them on your show. If you're familiar with their work, they wrote a great not. Uh, yeah, they wrote a great business parable called "Go for No." <laughs> and oh, I have read that book years ago. Uh, I'd love to get them on my show. You should connect me with them. They'd be great. But you know, their their premise is yes is the destination, no is how you get there. And it really reframes no. It doesn't mean you like the no's. You know, who does? Who wants to be told no? But it means you you understand that they are simply a process for getting to the yeses. And they, they actually show how to reframe it when you're when you're goal setting and when you're doing your your prospecting. So it's really a, a fantastic, fantastic um, book. But it really brings up the point that we have got to understand that if we're going to reach a certain level of success, we're going to have to go through some no's to get there. And as long as we understand that, then when we get told no or we make a mistake or we fall flat in our face, again, doesn't mean we have to like it. OK, but we can say, you know, that's OK. I knew this was going to happen because that's part of life and that's part of business and it's part of success. So even though I don't like that I did it, I'm going to accept it. I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to use it to advance myself forward. 
I think when we do those things, we, you know, again, we, we have a good, we're creating a, a real benevolent context for our success. Brilliantly said. Brilliantly said. You know, there's a lot of people today that are living in a state of fear. You know, there's been a pandemic, right? There's been all sorts of government restrictions that have been placed on people. And this has caused a lot of people to feel uncertain, confused, lost even. What would be your advice to those people? How can we give them some inspiration, some hope to get into action and make it happen for themselves? Well, you know, I think successful people, they, 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 they have a, a, a trait that they live in, okay, they, they, they understand the truths, they live in truths, but they don't allow themselves to be limited by those truths. So you take something like the pandemic, uh, and it's a lousy situation. Of course it is. How, how could it not be? And there are certain things that we can't do for health reasons, safety reasons, and for some real, you know, really counterproductive government, uh, you know, edicts and, and, and so forth. Um, and, you know, we can we can resent those things. We can we can, uh, you know, let it allow us to live in fear. You know, we can do that, but it tends not to be productive. So I think first it's, it's, you know, understanding the truth, living in truth. These are the things because of this, there are certain things that I cannot do because of this pandemic situation. Okay. You've got that now though. You don't, you don't live there, right? You acknowledge it. You acknowledge the truth, but you don't live there. Now you go over into the place where you say, what can I do? What are my options? How can I provide value to the marketplace based on on these right now limited choices? Uh, and and that's what we do. And I, and I think that's why it's a good idea, you know, to have someone like you as a coach who can kind of you know dispassionately care about the person, but not be so wrapped up in their problem that they can't see it either. Because when we get emotional about it, that's when we, you know, find it difficult to, to think logically. And we need to be thinking logically, especially at a time like this. Um, and, and that's where we can also get together with others and find out what others are doing to, to bring value, to communicate value at this time, uh, so that we can at least survive in our business and hopefully thrive and, and, or be positioned so that when things do open back up, we're in that position, we've created that context for success. So, so I think that's really what it is. There's nothing I can say that's going to necessarily inspire someone at this time, but I would suggest that they move from, that they, again, they live in truth, but they don't live in, in what they can't do. Instead, they shift over to what they can do. Amen. So well said. So well said. So, Bob, if people in our audience are interested in picking up your books or in finding out about this wonderful new community that you've put together, what's the best way for them to do that? And tell us a little bit about the community. Yeah, well, the best way is just to go to Berg, and that's B-U-R-G dot com. And there are a whole bunch of resources there, uh, including how they can uh, get chapter one and an excerpt from a number of my books to see if they like them first. And then if they do, they can always choose to click through if they'd like uh, to uh, Amazon. 
Uh, yeah, the, we have a new membership community that's been going on for a bit now. It's called the Go-Giver Success Alliance. And it really is a community of people who uh, live their lives and conduct business utilizing the laws from the, the go-giver, <laughs> which are really, you know, the, the, the laws are the laws of value, compensation, influence, authenticity, and receptivity. And we have a, a weekly a Zoom call with all of us, which includes a teaching, and then it, it goes into Q&A and exchanging ideas with each other. We're really all a part, as you said, of a community, really of a team, all looking to help each other uh, build our businesses and in a way that we feel great about it and, and are able to provide immense value to others while receiving uh, abundance as a result. But it, there's there's a lot more to it, but it starts with that uh, – you know, with that that weekly uh, Zoom call, which is a lot of fun. I think that's fantastic. So, listener, Bob Berg is the real deal. Make sure that you take advantage of all these incredible resources that he's offering to you. Go to his website. Check it out. We're going to have this in the show notes. So, this is going to be an opportunity for you, listener, to really, really level up and get yourself to where you want to be. And quite frankly, 2021 is your year to get past the uncertainty, get past the fear, stop living from your fear, and start living from your dreams. So Bob, we like to end off each and every one of our episodes by asking you, as our guest expert, what are your top three expert action steps that you recommend our listener take on to take his or her life to the next level? So what do you say? Well, I'd say first, be a learner, continue to learn, continue to learn and take action. We'll include that as one thing, you know, let <laughs> learn uh, and take it. action. Secondly, it's to remember it's all about the relationships. It, it starts there. It begins there. It's, it's why my mantra for the last 35 years has been that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. And when you've got those relationships, wow, your business becomes a lot more fun, a lot less stressful, and a lot more profitable. And third, it's understanding that your focus must be on others. Understand that great salesmanship is never about the salesperson. Great salesmanship is never about the product or service, as important as those are. Great salesmanship is about the other person. It's about, it's about adding immense value to the lives of those you choose to touch. It's about, about the other person's life being better just because you are part of it. And when you start there, you are in that position to achieve, as we say in the book, stratospheric success. Those are three fabulous expert action steps. I love those. Thank you. I love those. I'm going to implement those. You see, one of the great things about being the <laughs> host of the show. Do. Thank you. I appreciate it, but I can do better. One of the great things about being the host of the show, this is my dirty little secret. Actually, it's my clean little secret, is that I get free coaching from the smartest people in the world. Oh, my God. How cool is that? <laughs> Shh, don't tell anyone, Bob. Don't tell anyone. It'll be our secret, right? You and me in the audience. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, that's fantastic. So, so listener, Bob Berg, the real deal. Go to Berg.com. Take advantage of this community. Take advantage of his fabulous books. 
and just consume this man's uh, content. He's absolutely incredible. Just make sure that you do it. Do yourself a favor. You know what? We all need to, to be around fabulous people. The great Charlie Tremendous Jones once said that you're going to be the same person in five years as you are today, except for two things, the books you read and the people you hang around. Well, if you're around a great community, you're hanging around the right people. And if you're reading great books like Bob's books, you know, that's what's going to set you up to succeed at the next level. And you might be thinking to yourself, okay, this is fabulous. I love it. I'm going to check out what Bob has to offer. But Nikki, what about me? How do I, how do I become my version of Bob Berg? How do I get to live life as the best version of myself? How do I get to win big in my business? And I'm glad that you asked that question. The question's very straightforward. And the answer is very straightforward. Take advantage of a whole bunch of resources that we offer at eCircleAcademy.com. Make sure you go and look at the free masterclass we have that gives you a blueprint on how to create a million-dollar-a-year profitable practice for yourself. Take a look at six steps to becoming a far more successful thought leader. And once you've done all that, if you feel that you are up for having a call with myself or one member of my team to really help get you to the next level, to light a fire under you because you need to be around great people, take advantage of that. All that's free. All that's at eCircleAcademy.com. Make sure that you do that. Bob Berg, my friend, thank you so much for honoring us with your presence on the show. God bless your heart. Uh, my pleasure, Nikki. Thank you. Yeah, my, my pleasure. My pleasure, sir. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's amazing guest, the one and only Bob Berg, go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com, check out the show notes, or go to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and check out the show notes at the podcast over there. And to take advantage of all the amazing resources that we have to offer, go to ecircleacademy.com. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. 